Hey, this is Megan McDuffie. I'm a video game composer, recording artist, and music producer. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Wasn't written with your comfort in mind. Nah. Made my decision, wasn't tough to decide. Nah. Me and my boys, we get it done every time. <laughs> Gotta earn it, you can't just jump in the line. You'll get rushed to the side. I, I top my division, I've been building since I started. In the parking lot, I parked it. I came in while picking targets. My career cannot be tarnished. I'm a champion regardless. Celebrate, but this is a different kind of lucha party. We are not alike. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast. Castanova podcast. I'm joined today with a special, special guest. It's been a while. It's been about three years. We were actually just talking about it earlier, yep. but none other than the one, the only Bannon Rudis from Way Forward. Bannon, how are you doing today? That's that was a, a lovely intro. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so you know, we're, we're here to talk about uh, you know, River Sea Girls Two just came out a day ago, and. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I absolutely love the first game. It's one of my favorite games when that came out. And uh, this one, this this one has, I, I can tell, because I know we talked about this before. I know you love fighting games. There's a lot of fighting game mechanics within this game, and I, I love it. So there yeah. is a lot of fighting game mechanics in this. You are correct. <laughs> um, but also to where it's... Like what Arc System Works has done with like the Dragon Ball Fighters, you got to say that Z at the end of Fighters. Um, <laughs> it's they made it to where yes, this is still for something that could be played at Evo, but also little brother could pick it up and easily get some combos in there and experience what the bigger kids are doing. So it is it is still in that same vein. That's what I always try to shoot for with the the girls series is. You can mash way at that button and pull off some combos. In this one, it is way more advanced, but it is still to where novice players can get in there and not feel like they're underpowered or they don't know what they're doing when they're playing next to you or with you kind of thing. Yeah, like I, I love the the implementation of the guard crush. Uh, you got the you know the launcher ability, so you can launch your enemy, and then you can start doing uh, chain combos while in the air, like air combos. And that right there reminded me a lot of the, as you can see behind me, the Marvel versus Capcom series, as well as the Guilty Gear series. I, I absolutely love. Oh that. yes, those gigantic things back there. Yeah, <laughs> I see them now. <laughs> So um, yeah, like it, it's so. So when it came to um, getting to work on uh, River Sea Girls too, like, what were some of the thoughts of like what you wanted to implement into it, like outside, like just the fighting game mechanics, but you know, going from like improving from the first game to this one. I mean, you named a couple already: the guard break, the air combos, and I've talked about this before, where I was a creepy little lurker in people's streams. And watch mm -hmm. them play the first game, and I would be like, "Oh, hey, um, uh, what is this game? Oh, what, what, what is this? Like, oh, it's a bunch of anime girls." And they're like, "No, it's a, it's, it's a beat 'em up game." And they would explain it to me. I was like, "Oh, what do you, what do you like and don't like?" I don't know why I'm doing a voice like they can hear that, but <laughs> I would, I would ask them, "What do you like? What do you not like?" And they would say, like, because they didn't know who I was, they would just say, like, mm -hmm. "Oh, I like this about it." And I was like, 
but what do you not like about it? And then, you know, they'd be honest with me and I would be like, okay, the enemies block too much. Got to put in a guard break. And if I kept hearing the same kind of like complaints or the same, like the feedback that I got, if it was positive, I wanted to amp that up even more. If it was mm -hmm. negative, then I wanted to make sure I alleviated that negativity and try to find a way to fix it. Okay. And, and then I would eventually go, aha, I helped design the game. You fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in uh, i definitely have to say like the the improvements going from you know the first game to the second one because I, I did play the playstation 5 version of the uh first one prior to getting the review copy for this one and going from that one to this one is almost like a whole different game like yep. it's it's just for me because like i love playing the versus series i love playing guilty gear and i love playing um games that just allow for like free flow combat because one of the things that i was really like i'm working on a combo video with um marion and you know i'm doing a launcher and then right before i knock them down to the ground like i fall then they fall and then i'll start doing juggle mechanics because it's like a juggling capability in the game too and i'm like this this is just I, I'm like, if this was available like back in the 90s or the 80s, like I, I would absolutely love it. Too. Like you would, the combos themselves, like what you were just explaining. I I notice when I'm playing it, I'm kind of making up new combos on the fly constantly, because somebody mm -hmm. might bounce off a wall, and I was like, oh oh shit, all right, let me do this kind of thing. I'm in <laughs> I'm in the range for a running special in this scenario, which leads me to do something different from the jumping kind of air combo that I would have done. But knowing if I do the air grab, I know they're going to bounce, hit that wall and come flying this way. I'll do my back mm -hmm. attack. So it should feel very just, I don't know. I, I want people to be creative. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, the combat system, the, you know, it really allows you to do that. And one of the things I, I really liked about the first game that you guys definitely improved with the second was, you know, being able to call in the recruits to, you know, help you out. It, you know, kind of like a Marvel vs. Capcom, you got your uh, assist that you can call in yeah, to help yeah. you. And with this one, like, not only do you have, you can have one, but you can have two. And I'm like, that was an amazing improvement. Plus the hired uh, heavies. I love that. Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And a lot of those are characters I didn't even know I could get into the game. Um, like some of those are from my first game river city ransom underground and some of those people mm -hmm. like they are based on my actual real life friends like Pruvy is a real life friend of mine she doesn't play video games at all so this is all very weird <laughs> and fascinating to her but the paul character is when i first started doing river city ransom sprites and i wanted to make a fan game just like mm -hmm. a free like i don't know couple level game thing it was going to star all my friends. So Paul was the original programmer for that. Mm -hmm. So we had like a, just a running around, like a little Alex guy running around kind of thing. But Paul, the boxer is the guy that originally tried to code the game. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah, cool. the, there's a Mike character in one of the stores. He's tattooed guy, redhead. That's a real life friend. Glenn is actually uh, my best friend for the past 25 years. He's in, I think swaggage. Uh, he's one of the shopkeeper guys, but yeah, there's like real life people. Um, we we have a couple of way forward employees in the, the stores as well. So I saw I saw that. I'm yeah. like, I'm like that was such a cool nod too. And it's 
it really like uh, speaking about the humor of uh river city girls too like i i really felt like it it went further with like being funnier than the first one and it, it also it pulls back at times for serious moments but like as far as like the like balancing out the humor and like the uh niketsu series uh standard of like hilarity and seriousness how hard was that was it difficult or i mean that that is all adam tierney so he wrote the first game this time it was a lot of like hey adam i'm sorry i made the game like four five times bigger and here's the <laughs> basic layout of the story like maybe one day I, I will even release the map that i drew that has all the like little story beats and the characters i want this little character to show up here and mm -hmm. I would draw like a real quick version of them. And then poor Adam's like, here you go. Make a, make a, a script out <laughs> of this nonsense. But yeah, a lot of that is like, that's Adam kind of just going to town on dialogue and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, how did you feel about uh, being able to incorporate uh, Marion from the Double Dragon series and giving her... I, I, I feel like her her fighting style, like especially her stance, reminds me of Double Dragon Two, uh, the NES version, and as well as uh, her a lot of her move sets seemed like a cross between uh, moves you would see like Belova and such do, and Combat Tribes, and also some of the moves from like Double Dragon Three, Sacred Stones, and uh, Double Dragon Two, The Revenge. But yeah, like in your own words, like how how was it incorporating her into? I'll say you were world? wrong on every front there. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't pull, I really didn't pull from anything besides I wanted a wrestler character mm -hmm. that wasn't slow. Every single wrestler character, they're they're heavy, they move. Yeah. They all have like they're the standard, ah, I'm doing my, you know, knife edge chop yeah. kind of stuff, big boot, but it's like why can't I have a wrestler that is also a boxer? Like why why yeah. is that always like those two characters are always like opposite spectrums from each other? Yeah, it's if Balrog could actually be mixed in with Zangief. That's what I was trying to go for. That's so crazy. that is more <laughs> of what she was. She's she's got the MMA gloves on, and that's why she's doing elbow drops. But I don't think I don't. Yeah, I've I've got the drawings and stuff like that. I don't think I ever drew her doing a kick. So I wanted her to be very much like a Steve Fox kind of thing, but throw in Zangief. Nice, nice. No, uh, she's actually like aside from using uh, uh, Cuneo because I'm a big Cuneo fan. Uh, Cuneo is so much better in this game too. Oh yeah, I I, I, I <laughs> notice myself picking him whenever I'm testing. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like compared to the first one, like I I, I really do prefer like he he's my main go to in uh, RCG two and and then second would be Marion and then Brovi. But yeah, like. Just improvements to how he played in the first game, like it's, it's really good. And then two, the, just well, the have fact you tried Ricky. I have. All right, everybody got a glow up. Like uh, my my buddy David, um, he's been playing as Ricky. I mean, I think he's at ten hours now of just straight Ricky, and he just absolutely loves that character because those two, the boys, didn't get as much um, development time as the girls did because the girls were like Misaka was first, then came Kyoko. And then mm -hmm. way later in the uh, development, it was Cuneo and Ricky. So I think it went Cuneo, then Ricky. So Ricky was the last kind of in line. So he had the least development. But this time, like Marion and Pruvi were so fun. I was like, oh, shit, I don't want 
people did not like play as the original. So everybody got a glow up. So I, I went through and like even things that a good example was like people kind of relied on Masako's rolling heavy punch. Like you run and mm-hmm. she does a rolling heavy. It's kind of OP. Yeah. And I was like, that's part of the people really enjoy that move. So there is hidden techniques throughout the whole game. You can cancel into her up special from that move. So you can do a rolling mm-hmm. into the uppercut special. So I was like, yeah, I just made it even more OP, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, all the original characters are a lot more techniques, like even down to, I don't know if you notice Cunio's running heavy where he slides on the ground. That'll hit people on the yeah. ground. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because definitely. it's cool. I wanted as many cool <laughs> things in here as possible. So, so would you say, um, I uh, know this is probably, I, you probably can't answer this, but what? I, I'll, throw, I'll throw this out here. Like if you were to do like a, you know, a, a River City game that starred or primarily focused around Kunio and Ricky, like uh, say Tokyo, uh, Tokyo Underground Rumble, like style game. Would you incorporate a lot of what you have from River Sea Girls 1 and 2? Or would you, like, how would you go about it? I mean, I I've, uh, I have gotten the okay to say things that I've discussed okay. with Arc System Works. I want to do a sports title. That's what Ooh. I personally want to do. I want to do the sports stuff. Like, I, I don't think people even know in the Kunio, or I mean, they don't even probably know what, the hell we even mean when we say like Niketsu or Kunio Khan. It's primarily like River City. When you say River City or Double Dragon, but they might not even know there's there's basketball, there's dodgeball, there's volleyball with V Spike. There's all these like sports titles that are just sitting waiting. And so yeah, every single meeting I've had when they when we have lunch with Ark, I'm like, sports? Hmm? <laughs> so yeah, I really want to do sports titles. Maybe one day. Like nothing like, is official at all, but that's something I am always like mm, sports, maybe <laughs> every single time. Yeah, and it's it's definitely something because like when you, you look at the really when you look at the Niketsu series as a whole, like as far as what's come out here in the West, you know, for the audience to me, I know there's like a whole like hundreds of games that well, we've never no, got here officially river city girls the first one was the 50th title yeah. there's 50 games and i think people have maybe seen maybe four of them over here yeah because we got the original we well, we got renegade uh river yeah, city ransom renegade is the very first one but like if i were to art gave me something i think i might have given away they gave me a little standee of what he looked like uh in like what Cuneo looked like in Renegade, this, this warped looking like tall version of himself. But I don't think anybody <laughs> would even know what you mean by Renegade. They might think of, even the older crowd might think of like, oh, Lorenzo Lamas show Renegade. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, what? What is this? So I, I think it's like people know River City Ransom, if that. Uh-huh. Um, it, because people that I talk to, even fans of River City Girls, are like, River City Ransom, what is that? I was like, you got some history to like yeah. look into but river city ransom double dragon and then it just kind of jumps into river city girls and then now river city girls 2 now zero is kind of like a history lesson of this is where like masako and kyoko and this taller style 
not the chibi little squished down guys came from. Mm -hmm. That's where like Ken comes from and other people. Yeah. I don't know if by the time people listen to this, if they're even playing the game, but the, the main villain and stuff like that, like that guy, like that's yeah. all coming from zero. Yeah. So, but other than that, yeah. It's a long history. Yeah. It's very long. Like, um, what did you think of like a uh, stay cool Kobayashi? Did you enjoy that one? Um, I did not get too much time to play it. They sent that to me. Um, I, I maybe played about five minutes and I barely play games <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I, I, I jump on to something like Warzone or Rumbleverse to where I could play that for maybe like 30 minutes and hop out and get back to work or do something. Like, I don't know. It's 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 hard for me to sit down for hours and play a video game. So I didn't get to no, play that one. No, well, actually, to, to jump on that topic, that's something I've been talking to with uh, a lot of people because I'm, I'm in my mid-30s right mm -hmm. uh, currently. And um, one of the things I was saying to some of my friends, they're like, oh, you know, you're a game journalist and content creator. You review all these games. I'm like, yeah, that's work. I yeah. do that for work uh they're like well what do you like doing your, your free time i'm like i don't like like i i like rpgs i like fighting games i like you know uh shooters and such like that so i like warzone and such but as far as having that time to sit and dedicate to something beyond a couple minutes half an hour maybe an hour i i just i don't have the attention span for it yeah <laughs> it's like elden ring i did i did find myself with that game i did that's probably the longest I've played a game for. I didn't even beat it. I got to a really hard boss, the lady with the sword. Yeah. I asked like several times <laughs> and I was just like, ah. uh, but it was probably that and Hades that made me play a game over a good, like, I think Hades, I got to a collective 50 hours, but Elden Ring, I think it was at like 140 hours. I was like, what have I done? I've got, I have things to do. And I, I never even beat that game. I might come back to it later, but but we'll yeah. see but other than that yeah I've, I've got stuff to do yeah yeah this is the thing if people have to understand like the older you get like your time you would think your time expands but it actually shrinks because like almost everything is scheduled out things you have to do you know significant others family whatever like it's work you just busy <laughs> stop trying to rush to grow up i'm telling you now yep but it's, it's it's crazy but yeah um yeah, the, the Stay Cool Kobayashi, I thought it was good, but I think for me, coming off of playing River City Ransom EX, uh, River City Underground, and um, River City Girls, like, it, it felt like a step back to me. Like, mm -hmm. I was just like, hmm, it's good. What is like this? <laughs> yeah, like I said, never even got to experience it, really. Yeah. But um, as far as, like, with the... I guess going forward with like the the franchise, the Niketsu and Rurouchi franchise, would you say that more of the focus will be on Rurouchi girls, or is it um, is it going to like alternate between Rurouchi girls and then like River City, or if I you're mean, that, like with with way forward, we are kind of the River City girls people right now. Um, Arc owns the IP, so we do work alongside them. But what Arc has in mind for the Cuneo universe, not too sure at this point. Okay. So I, I don't I don't really know. I just kind of 
I just kind of figure I've been at this for mm, maybe nine years now of making River City games. <laughs> I think it'll just continue until I'm feeble and old and they bring me out like the Winter Soldier to make another one. So <laughs> I don't see it stopping anytime soon. So, so with the uh, with the inclusion of Marion in uh, River City Girls 2, would you say that Double Dragon is now canon to... Uh, the River City franchise. Well, I started doing that in Underground. I mean, I do know right. in River City Ransom, the original game was, you know, hey, here's the dun 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 dun, dun like the the Double Dragon um, music queued up when you fought the the Lee brothers right at the mm -hmm. very end before you fight Simon Slick, whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of like a hint at it. But Underground was like that was originally when I was talking to the guy that made double dragon and river city ransom I'm like can i put in a bobo and that was me trying to i want to smash those two universes together but they arc by the way are huge lore fans like they're super fans of all the lore all the like they they are not messing around with any of this stuff they know exactly like everybody's first last names what school they go to so they are super fans there's a reason why they bought up everything um but yeah talking with that guy they they're pretty they're pretty secure with how they want double dragon and river city treated so if you notice you fought a bobo underground in the first one because they're like well technically according to the lore double dragon is in the future after like a post-apocalyptic kind of like earthquake kind of thing happened yeah they touched on it in the double dragon movie where it yeah. looked like i don't know Sunny Burbank, but there was like, oh, there's stuff burning outside, but people are eating cereal and like a nice sitcom house. Um, but yeah, th so that's why a Bobo is underground. He's not really like seen by the world. He's more of like, I was like, can we treat this more of like this is a Bobo starting his gang kind of thing in River City Girls? In underground, mm -hmm. it's just a mishmash of like they're in the future, kind of Alex and Ryan are grown up. But yeah, there was, there's even the um, hints at the the Lee brothers in Underground as well. So mm -hmm. those guys are in there. There's Billy and Jimmy in there. I think I call. I think I couldn't call them that. I had to call them like James and Billiam or something like that, or some other like version of them. But yeah, <laughs> with River City Girls, it's definitely those those two Marvel, the Ultimate Universe and the Six One Six are smashing together. <laughs> okay cool cool and um as far as like the representation of the the lee brothers i noticed that uh with the R river sea franchise it's leaning more towards like the double dragon neon style for billy and jimmy um are we going to see possibly if you know we do get another river sea game uh or river sea girls game or River City or even Double Dragon, do you know if they're going to stick with the um, the Double Dragon Neon style or is it going to go back to the uh, Fist of the North Star, Hokuto no Kin style? I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I just had that. You know, I had that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and, and it might even come down to like me saying what version we're going to do. So, yeah, I don't know. Preferably, which would you like? Well, hypothetically, hypothetically. Well, like, I, I I don't know how I would treat them because, so, what Cuneo in the River City Girls game represents is 
sports titles and double dragon moves. He's got mm-hmm. the tornado kick. He's got a lot of like when he's doing the knee smash, like he he can do even in underground when you're holding on to somebody as Alex slash Cunio, whatever. He does the back mm-hmm. kick from uh, part two. So there's like he represents double dragon and his sports stuff. So when he's doing his flip kick, that is the soccer kick. He's doing mm-hmm. the soccer slide and even his running uppercut isn't that's not a Ryu thing. Ryu Ken thing. That is how the goalies in the soccer game would block. They would do like yeah. little uppercuts. So he represents yeah. that while Ricky represents a kind of like upgraded version of River City Ransom moves and River City Ransom EX, like the little bird kick that he does. I was from EX. So it was a lot of that stuff in underground. He even had the glitch kick where they kind of like kind of hops. Mm. So yeah. that's what he represents. So Cunio already kind of does double dragon move. So I would have to think of some, I don't know, something that pays homage to double dragon. And that might be taking from more obscure double dragon stuff and trying to figure out how do I make him different from Cunio? Like <laughs> if he does a hurricane kick, it's like, well, I, I already play as a guy that does a hurricane kick. Why is this guy different? I would have to probably look into how they treated like Goken and like other, yeah. like how, how did Dan attack? He's doing uppercuts and stuff like that, but he's not doing exactly the same stuff. Right. So something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, going back to River City Girls 2, there's now the uh, capability of playing online, online co-op, which yes. was um, something which that was, was a pain was... in the ass. You're welcome. <laughs> So, so speaking about that, like implementing that into the the River City, uh Girls format, how difficult was that? I, I know you said incredibly difficult, ass, but incredibly awfully difficult. It's because uh, I've had to explain this a couple times, uh, usually to people at the like the PAX demo and stuff like that when they ask, about, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's online and stuff like that, and they're like. Why didn't you do it for the first one? It's like, well, we did look into the first one. It just, that exponentially makes the the budget, the scheduling, everything just, everything is just exponentially bigger. And so mm-hmm. for this one, from the get-go, I was like, we at least need to do four players. We had four players at the end of River City Girls 1. You had four characters. To mm-hmm. play as, a, and that right there, I was like, "Damn, I wish we could have." Because you see them on the screen, all four of them. I was like, "Ah, I wish we could really just put in all four But to get this online, the entire game had to be redone from scratch. So, for people that might want to get into game dev, so how it's it's done is, if I, I'm looking at you over here on my screen. Hello. <laughs> if I punch you. And that gets sent to my buddy I'm playing with over here. So mm-hmm. if so, if I am you and me are playing a game, I punch an enemy that needs to go all the way to the server to you, and you go, "Yep, I saw you punch that person," and then it comes all the way back to me. That is not a that was not coded that way because it was not a it was not a online game at all. So we had to redo even how somebody gets punched, how an enemy sends out data. All that stuff had to be redone. I'm bringing, as I've described it, like the Ninja Turtles game is an arcade brawler. Um, it's it's complex and the mechanics and stuff, but it's a simple game. Mm-hmm. That is 
when you're playing the Ninja Turtles game, you've asked your friend to come over. They're like, come on over to my place. And they bring their wallet and they bring like their phone with them. And that's all they're bringing. In Rivers. River City Girls 2, when I ask a friend, hey, come into my game, they're like, will do. They come over, but they brought their their wallet. They brought their phone. They brought a backpack. They bought their lunch. They brought their entire bed. They bring like their friends with them. It's all this like data. Your characters are massive because all the accessories, all the items, all the food, all the recruits that you have is you. It makes you just this massive character and all that data has to ping back and forth. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it was a uh, it was awful, but we got it working. Okay, because I, I know like when I've um, I've had uh, other uh, people from Way Forward on to talk about uh, you know various other games that uh, have come out within like this year and last year, and uh, also other devs or other uh, you know, video games in general. Wait, what do you mean? You're talking to other devs? I'm talking to yeah, of course. <sighs> <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk offline okay <laughs> but like the implementation like okay so when it comes to i guess in my position it's kind of interesting because like i hear and I, I talk to a lot of gamers but also i sit in the middle of also talking to developers and publishers and such like that so i hear both sides of the argument where it's like gamers like yeah we need online implemented to every game that we play but they also don't understand that that's not easy to implement not at all. Like, you, like they're like, oh, just just you know, put a patch through to include online. It's like, no, that that's not how that works. And it's exactly like you say, it has to be built initially. The game has to be built around that, you know, yeah. to incorporate that. So, um, I guess, in your opinion. And you can go as spicy or as mild as you want to go with this. Just your, your take on this. Spicy. Hey, spice is good. <laughs> um, why do you think gamers don't understand how complicated that is? Well, outside of oh, good. It's I, I wouldn't say it's on the same line as, hey, I want this food, waiter, put this mm-hmm. food in, um, but I want this done to it. I want it. I want this added to it and I want it on this kind of whatever. I want it on this bed of whatever the other thing is, which mm-hmm. is not normally how the game or the, the food item comes as the waiter, the developer. All right. They go in the back and they talk to the chef and they see what's possible. But to the person ordering the food, they're just like, I want this, go make it happen. They don't see the process of like, dude, we don't have this. Like, what can we substitute in? You have to tell them it's $5 more because we're not going to just add more chicken in there. And over here on the line, like the sous chef, he doesn't have the proper stuff. We have to clean this pan because they are gluten-free and this had flour on it. We have to get a whole new pan. Now I have to go talk to the dishwasher and get this specific pan clean so there's no gluten on it so we can cook it. Like this, all this stuff going on behind. But to the person, they're just like, I want a cheeseburger but I want the cheese inside of the patty and I want <laughs> the lettuce deep fried. <laughs> so they, they don't see it. So they, you know, and it, it's, of course they're not going to see it because they, a lot of people like we don't go over the nuts and bolts of it too much. And I, I had, I had done that a couple of times for way forward. I did streams showing exactly how we put together levels, how we did stuff. 
and people are like, holy shit. Like that's how much it takes to just make a level. And it's like, yeah, this is one level out of like hundreds. So that's why I try to be very open about what goes into making a game and like the whole Ninja Turtles thing. Like people have brought that up. Like, well, they did six players. I was like, they're, they're players. Like, and I'm never shooting that game down because that game is really fun. Those are friends of mine and they made a fantastic game and good for them for getting six players in there. But if you look at it also, there's a lot of foot soldiers that are kind of clones of each other. With our mm -hmm. game, it's like these complicated, just like there's so much RPG stats and stuff that goes along with it that people might not think about, oh, that does make it more complicated. Yeah. Like <clears throat> the the last okay. thing I'll say is one, like another thing about online when people are like, damn it, in Warzone, they're like, I ran around the corner. How did he shoot me? That guy's cheating. They don't understand the mechanic of, no, no, no. On his screen, he was shooting you in the back before you got around the corner. But because of that pinging, to you, it looks like you did get around the corner. So it's that, like, people don't think about the weird mechanics and the stuff, like, the gears turning of these, like, internet <laughs> online things. Like, we're trying to make it work as fast as possible. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's it's definitely an interesting uh, conversation because, like, a lot of my friends that are gamers. They just, they, like, when I try to explain things that I understand from talking to, you know, developers like you and others I'm friends with, like, they're like, oh, I don't care. It's, it's, it's really easy. They're just being lazy. It's like, no. They're not being lazy. It's 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 a lot of work. It's way more than you you understand at all. <laughs> I, I worked many weekends and late nights on this game, not because I was being <laughs> lazy and just like was like, hmm, I'll take my time. <laughs> it's just it, a lot of that was just it, and mind you, that was not way forward. Asked me to do that. Like, I'm sorry, bosses, if you watch this podcast, but I snuck in a bunch of levels behind your back. So. <laughs> Because I, I just took a lot of pride in this project and I wanted to make it as good as possible. But it is, and right right there, me saying that, like I snuck in stuff behind my boss's back. I'm sorry, boss. It's <laughs> I really wanted a specific level in there and I, I put it in. And yeah. that's another thing. It's like, why they say why they say no to a level? And it's like, well, we have budget and we have a certain deadline. But that's why I was like, well, I'm off the clock. I'll just work a weekend because I really want to do this thing. Like Kyoko's room is one of those things that I put in there. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'll draw this like little poster and then I'll put in like people that worked on the game in it and like hints of where the game came from. Like there is the kind of River City Girls Zero poster in the background. Yep. So um, <laughs> there is the dumbest mention of kyoko getting expelled or i forget what what the line was from the first game where she was stealing basketball hoops so in her room you could see basketball hoops are like under her bed and stuff i don't know why kyoko <laughs> steals basketball hoops but i wanted like me taking so much pride and i was like i want to draw little basketball hoops see if anybody picks up on that and she's got a whole box full of the cyborgs grenades under her like nightstand it's like no reason but it just adds to the game. At least to me, I think it adds to the game. It adds just that another layer of character. Yeah. So yes, WayForward <laughs> did not make me do crunch. So just making sure everybody knows that. <laughs> so um, uh, with, you know, we, we've seen in the last uh, three and a half to uh, nearly four years that uh, 
the side-scrolling beat-em-up genre has just been resurging like crazy. And I really want to say that, you know, you and uh, Adam and, and Way Forward as a whole, you guys are kind of at the way, the, the, the front of that. I almost said Way Forward. Of it. Yes, you were at the front of that whole uh, revolution in a sense of you know, River City Girls, in my opinion, definitely kicked that off because you know, that came out and you started seeing you know, Streets of Rage 4. We saw um, you know, Fight and Rage finally come to consoles, even though that was already out on uh, PC for a while. But, uh, you know, a lot of other games have come out over the time and it's like are you surprised that like the beat-em-up genre is doing so well now like nope it's an amazing genre i it got it probably got oversaturated and underutilized it is it's like renegade we've talked about renegade renegade is the first cuneo game ever it was a arcade brawler beat them beat them up with like I think four or five stages only. I've never yeah. even got past the first stage because they didn't give a shit about gameplay. They cared about your quarters. Yeah. So beat em ups <laughs> were always about your quarters. And the only the only arcade beat em up I've ever beat with one quarter was the Avengers game by spamming really? a specific move. Uh, if I I forget who it is. So two characters. I think it's. Captain America jumps up and throws his shield. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Hawkeye jumps up and throws a shield. But Vision and um Vision and Iron Man jump up and they shoot a beam. And I forget mm-hmm. which one it was, but that specific, like I think it was the beam or the throwing of the projectile, you could spam over and over and over. And the only way I got good at that game is at my dad's racket club when I was a kid. Uh, we learned to unscrew the top, take off the top, and we had the kid with the longest arm, ding, 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 hit the cord, like the quarter thing, over and over and over again. So I got to practice that game over and over again. So when I went to an actual arcade with my one quarter, I was like, watch this. And I could beat it. But other than that, arcades, especially brawlers and beat-em-ups, they knew four players are going to play, we'll make it as hard as possible and get those quarters over and over that's the whole thing. I've used my special in Final Fight, and your health is like me. It's like, why to do that? I'm trying to save my health from hitting these guys, but it drains my health. We're we're done with those mechanics. Those mechanics are not needed anymore. Streets of Rage 4 does it, but they give you the chance to refill it if you just keep hitting people. So that mechanic's still in there. You don't need to use it. But mm-hmm. we, we're getting away from all those mechanics that were there to just take your quarters away. We don't care about your quarters anymore. That's why games don't like, if the last of us gave you like three lives, it's like, what what is this? We just don't (laughs) have lives in games anymore. So they got away from that. We don't need your quarters. We just need you to play a really fun game and beat them up is such a great party kind of setup that it, it can be used for so many different type of games and, I, I want it to just expand further. That's what I was trying to do with part two. Like part two shouldn't feel like any other beat em up. Like it's an RPG, but open world and you can go different paths. I don't even know what path you took in your game, in your run through, because yeah, there's like multiple I, versions that you could do it. Yeah. And, and, so. and, and that's, that's one, definitely one of the things like I love about uh, Ruby City Girls 1 and 2 is just like the, it, it really stayed faithful to. Uh, the original River City Ransom by having the RPG mechanics, and you really don't see that 
in beat em ups. This, you know, like it's typically walk right, walk left, beat the crap out of everyone, and try not to spam your special move and, and, and get to the end. But, you know, River Sea Girls 1 and 2 are just so well balanced to me, in my opinion. Like it's just that RPG mechanics, uh, story, like everything just melds together really well. And there's really no other brawler or beat em up or belt store or however you want to call it on the market like it. And you guys just did fantastic. Yeah. And that's what you said, moving left to right. That's why I blatantly start them off going right to left. Like just to get them used to the mechanic of no, this, we're not, it's not Mario. It's not the old school streets of rage. Like you are not moving left to right constantly. There's not going to be a ting, 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 like little hand or go, go, go. Like I, yeah. <laughs> that was one thing I never wanted in these games at all. I never wanted to say, go this way because it's just not that game. So yeah, you move right to left, then you move left to up, then you move down to left. So it's like, I'm trying to teach them, but for some reason, and I, 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 I actually pixeled some stuff in the background when I saw people play PAX is such a good, like learning tool. When you finally see players put that controller in their hand and play the game, I just sit there like watch them play it. <laughs> the moment they leave Kyoko's house, they moved left to right. Like their, their kind of like video game brain took over. I taught them like you're moving this way the whole time. The moment they leave, they're they all went here. They hit the angled wall and all kind of like mushed in the corner. So if you play <laughs> the game now, there is a brick wall that says wrong way. That yeah, like covers that, and it's like because everybody. <laughs> I was like, "What are you guys doing?" They're like, "Oh, I thought we we're supposed to move this way." I was like, "Why?" And the, all of them were like, "I don't know." They just kind of like we've trained them over the years to move left to right. But they hit the angled wall and they kept going down thinking it was like a street like this. And so big old brick wall, wrong way. <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, that and, inherent thing, like you said, left to right. Yeah. I also like that you you implement uh being able to take on like uh missions and such, like uh or or getting missions and tasks from other characters that you can talk to in a game, like that really separates it from any other brawler because no other brawlers doing that at all yeah. and that, that's part of the thing i don't want this to feel like any other even like game this should just feel like it's almost like a template of like hey other people that might want to do a beat-em-up you can do weird stuff like this like it doesn't <laughs> have to adhere to the left to right beat up people in front of you and then you can't move back for some reason dragon's crown kind of did this too it was yeah. maybe because of how probably expensive making those highly detailed and amazing backgrounds and levels were, but they did allow you to move back and forth, but they would, they would stop you from going back through a room though, but they would recycle yeah. some rooms and add stuff to it. So it kind of, kind of hinted at that kind of, Hey, let's explore this world a little more. I'm sorry. We don't have that many rooms because this one room probably costs us like $2,000, but look, look how pretty it is. We'll come back to this later. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I was playing with my buddy David online and I was just following him to see where he was going. And sure enough, like there's sometimes if you play again and go a different route, like we had to think of all the different, if they went this way, backtracked and went this way, they would need to talk to this character for this mm -hmm. thing to progress. And then you get your little, your little honk thing up 
So a lot of that stuff is if they do this, then we need to trigger this. But if they do this, then this, then this, we need to trigger this thing. So that's where the big conspiracy looking map that I drew came into play. <laughs> Um, uh, one other thing I, I think a lot of uh, people who are new to like uh, the Niketsu River City franchise should definitely do if you play the game is when you go to you get money, go buy food, go eat for the stat, buff, uh, stat buffs. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that is very crucial to do. My buddy uh, David I've... just put out a whole thread on Twitter about like the first thing he said <laughs> is eat food. But this time you can see what it does. Yeah, what the stat boost is. I, I did make food give you more health. I made it cheaper. So I'm really like, you can have your resin needle storage thing where you can place food items in there and it gets transported to the next one. So I'm like, buy the food. <laughs> I just watched these two guys stream the game yesterday, the first game, and watch them fight a Bobo twice in a row and lose about like $200. Cause he just kept fighting. I was like, why are you guys not buying items and like healing items? And they're like, Oh, we want, we don't want to waste money. I was like, you just lost a bunch of money. Cause you didn't buy food. Like you spend the money, eat the stuff. You'll get health back and stat bonuses. And they're like, yeah, but we don't want to waste the money. I was like, but you just died twice and lost a bunch of money. And they're like, Oh, I guess we did. I was like, what, what am I? And then I started thinking, I was like, as a developer, how have I failed them? And I think, <laughs> oh my, what did I do wrong? So this is part of the whole take away the whole, like the original River City Ransom didn't tell you what anything did. You just had to buy it and discover it. It's like, all right, whatever. I'll get rid of that. Make it cheaper. They do more health regeneration. Does this work for you, players? Please eat the food. <laughs> so, you, you could spend so much time developing and designing a game and then a player's like, Nope, I'm not going to do what you intended me to do. Oh my God. <laughs> um, did you find it um, more difficult, like trying to balance out, like, uh, well, you know, in comparison to like the first game? Like, I, I would say this one, well, the first game to me was very well balanced, but this one mm -hmm. just feels like Chef's Kiss balance. Did you find it more difficult to balance it? Like, oh, incredibly evenly? hard to balance. I. I do not even know how many times I played up to Pruvi or Marion just to see, like, up to there. Am I making sure they have enough XP that they're getting? Are they getting enough money? Are they getting too much money? Are they getting too much XP? All that stuff. Just, I think that was like a month straight of just playing that over and over and over again. And then adjusting. I've got sheets and sheets of. I mean, one of them's up right now of just like, so people know um, when you do beat a boss, it, it did this in the first game. You are now in act two. Act two is when stats kind of get upgraded for enemies and stuff around you. Mm -hmm. um, beat another boss, you're in act three. So in this version, this all depends. If you wait until, if you do a specific path and you save a boss, like even like Pruvi, if you wait for her to be the third boss, she is now stronger than she would have been if you fought her right away. So that's something to try to incorporate. And even that, I had to try to figure out. So it was a lot of math, and it was a lot of like, all right, QA team, I need to see an average of like, what level were you at 
when you beat the fourth boss? What level were you at and how much money did you have and all that stuff? Like mm -hmm. how many items did you use? So a lot of that came down to me looking at that kind of stuff and trying to figure it out. And I, I, I imagine I'm going to need to balance things still. Like once actual players get in there. So, and not people that know where to go and, you know, the mechanics and the hidden stuff behind the game. Okay. So hopefully we'll be able to patch if a patch is needed to balance stuff further. Because Elden Ring okay. does that all the time. They, they buff something or they nerf something. Yeah. Definitely. So, we'll see. Um, well, one of the other things, uh, I know we're running a little short on time, but one of the other things like I wanted to mention was, um, was uh, the... Because this is in the first game as well. Like when you wanted to switch characters, uh, whatever character you had, you know, they were at that level. But then you switch to another character, you'd need to grind to level them up and go from there. Um, was that an intentional design where you you needed to grind to level up your other characters as well? And was it difficult, I guess, scaling the game based off of getting the other characters or, yeah, or switching it, to them. That's always hard because even in this one, like it's always hard to balance these things, like no matter what you mm -hmm. do, because um, Elden Ring kind of did something that I was interested in, but I was like, is that fun? Because you, you spend like, you know, a hundred hours and you've got this gigantic sword and it does lightning damage and all this stuff. And you go into your buddy's game who just started, you're like, yeah, I'm here. And ah, <laughs> yeah. And you hit somebody with that sword, like a base, enemy level person and they take the hit and they're like is that it it, it <laughs> scales you down according to your buddy so you're like oh okay i can't just like run amok with my good stuff that i was like one hit killing these guys in my game because i've been playing mm -hmm. 100 hours but my buddy just started so it's it's a weird like you're like oh this sword's weak now like damn it like playing with my buddy isn't as fun but it still balances it to where, you know, level 30 Marion might come in to your buddy who just started and you're just like ah, plowing through people. So it's it's one of those things like, how do you balance that? And I, I yeah. don't I don't think there ever is a perfect world example that like the Elden Ring thing is my buddy wanted to show off his stuff and was like, watch this. And he shoots his giant arrow and it just <laughs> ting, hits somebody and it just bounces off them. He's like, oh, that worked in my game. <laughs> so it is very hard. But in this game, I did want to make sure that um, so just the mechanics behind it is if I play as nothing but Kunio, that the stuff that you cannot recreate, like fighting a boss, that XP and money goes over to your people that I call benched, like the people mm -hmm. just hanging out in the hideout, because you can't you can't switch over like beat Ken, then go over to Masako and try to go beat Ken to get that XP. He's gone. Like the move, the, the movie has gone into act two now, like mm -hmm. we're past this point now, but you could fight enemies and grind and do that. That's something you can replay over and over. So anything you can't redo, like if you finish a mission or a quest that goes over to the bench players as well. So by the time you do, Hey, I want to try a Kyoko now. She might be like a level 15 and have enough money for you to buy moves and food items. So she doesn't feel weak. And you're like, well, I'll never play as her because she's she's a chump compared to the character that I've been playing as this entire time. Okay. So. <clears throat> All right. No. And uh, I definitely want to say too, like as uh, I get, I've been playing it on both the uh, Steam Deck 
and on Nintendo Switch. And you know, the experience at the same across, time. You know, I literally I'm just I, sitting I, there just like a maniac. Just, I'll play like I'll play it like because it, it, it's so crazy because like when I'm trying to capture like B-roll footage, I've got my uh like overhead camera. So I'll sit here, I'll play this one, stop. Okay, I got like 15 to half 15 minutes to half an hour recording. Let me switch back over to here. And literally, I actually had to do that over the weekend because I'm like, I am I'm trying to hit the embargo, right? So yeah. um, but playing it on both has been incredibly seamless. I, I need to pick up the PlayStation uh five copy as well because that way I can more easily play with my my wife and my kids. And, but and they're crossplay. Yeah. See, and, and, and that's that that's was something so hard to do. <laughs> like, do, quick, do we have time quick, to, to dive in? Yeah, a quick behind the scenes thing about like even down to crossplay. Mm -hmm. uh, the PlayStation, oh, you can't see it. PlayStation 5 I have over there. I only got it because a friend of mine, his sister won it in a raffle and she doesn't play video games. Like, mm -hmm. trying to get a PlayStation 5, especially like five PlayStation 5 dev kits nearly impossible even for like a company because sony's like we don't even have them i don't know so <laughs> crossplay was kind of like the only way we could even test this game with like how do we mm. even get the amount of consoles we need for people playing co-op also online so we're like let's go for crossplay but simple things that like like i said the the waiter trying to talk to the sous chef and the head chef and trying to get this meal done for this person it's like there's little tiny things that I didn't even think of is I you're playing PlayStation five and I'm on the switch and we're playing together. You get the achievement that info gets sent over to my switch and the switch is like, I don't know what an achievement is. <laughs> Desync. You're gone. Like we, like something happened there to disconnect us too, because it happened on your screen, not on my screen. And I'm a switch. I don't have achievements. I don't know what the hell you just sent to me. So mm -hmm. we're like, damn, so we have to fix that now. So it's all these like little tiny things that we like, even me, I didn't, I didn't know that would happen, but it happens and it breaks the game. And then we have to fix it. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, winding down to the last couple of questions. How excited were you to be able to uh, work with the, the, the main voice cast again? And, and as well as like Megan McDuffie for the soundtrack. Um, as you can see by my guitars on display, I, I love music. So I, I, I liked working very close with uh, Megan on this. And she and I really wanted to try to hit different like music genres this time. Mm -hmm. Like even right out of the gate, like Ken, when you fight him, that is the original River City Ransom boss battle music. But it's almost in the style of like the Cowboy Bebop intro. It's more jazzy mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We have a lot of like, like, I don't want to spoil too many things, but there's like spooky stuff. And then there's like a very Latin flavored kind of like area of music mm -hmm. kind of thing. I'm trying to keep it vague. Um, and then the ending music is just ridiculous. So yeah, I, I, I really like working with Megan and seeing what she comes up with, but I would, I would send her a riff every now and then. Like, can you incorporate something that sounds like this? But that is like 99% trust in Megan to know exactly what to do and come up with those lyrics like somehow immediately it's usually hey like this is what i want the spooky area music to kind of sound like and then like a day later like this 
I'm like, she's exactly amazing. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, but the thing that sucked about the whole COVID thing is I didn't really work directly with them. We weren't in the booth anymore. Couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. There was only during COVID um, in recording booths, three people were allowed. The the voice director, the voice, uh, the person working all the board and stuff like that, and the voiceover artist. So it was like, so over Discord, I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> like, so, but it was great working with those people again and seeing them do that. But I do miss being in the actual studio and like, because I'm very like lively and active. And I'm like, oh, could you try it like this? And <laughs> but I can't really do that from just like, you know, a, just a, a Discord image on a, a screen. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I trust in all those people because they're super talented. Yeah, and that's one of the things like uh, a lot a lot of gamers may not understand is like the impact that COVID has had on, you know, it, literally the entire gaming industry in the process of yeah. developing games. Like I, I was actually talking to one of the developers behind the recent the recently released uh, Crisis Core uh, reunion uh, game, and they were saying like they were having issues when it came to like the recording the voice lines because there's certain lines that compared to like the original game they don't hit the same and it's just because you know they couldn't have as much as they wanted to you know work with when it came to that so which is interesting because i know that the voice actor new voice actor for cloud or not cloud but zach is been getting a lot of flack from the crisis core and fall fantasy 7 community because it's like you don't sound as good as rick gomez and it's like you don't I'm know in what my all... closet surrounded by clothes <laughs> right <laughs> like it's it's a very very like it, there's a lot that goes into all that and i think a lot of people just need to understand like that it it, it definitely impacted game development as a whole like and i guess that will be the question we'll leave off on oh i was this. i was actually looking it up seeing if it's public knowledge uh crisis core um there's a actor named kaylee mills that's in that mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. and that is masako mm -hmm. <laughs> i just I, I was i was just hanging out with her last night so i was like wait am i allowed to say it i think that's why i was like typing quietly over here <laughs> like oh it is public knowledge okay yeah uh and, yeah and it's, so it's it's been hard it's been hard just across the board i used to start off every day in the qa department um qa people are I think in the industry or whatever, like, I don't know, thought of as like the lowest totem pole. And it's like this, these games wouldn't exist without QA people. They played my games. I mean, literally like nine to five, like every single day, they would know the game better than I even would. So I always started off my day in the QA department, go over to the VFX department, walk over to the sound effects guy. Like I would be, you know, like actively going into each department and seeing how everybody is and making sure they're still being creative and have everything they need. But now it's just like type of thing. And maybe they answer like an hour later or whatever. So it has changed a lot of things of how we develop games. So uh, with that being said, uh, is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Um, no. I think we kind of hand I, I i will talk forever so no i will i will say thanks for having me well, talking about I, my game and thanks for playing it 
Well, I know definitely we need to do this again I, and not make it be three years. I, I do apologize for not reaching out sooner to. Cause, oh, yeah, how dare you? I know. So rude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely would love to have you back on again. Talk, um, let's talk, you know, music, gaming, uh, fitness. Hey, talk just about anything. So, and, and if you ever come out here to Hawaii, love to. You know, I would love have to lunch never with you. have. Yeah, what, what island from are Hawaii. You? I'm on uh, Oahu. Okay, so I'm literally uh, uh, I'm I live in Waikiki. We, my wife and I, we just uh, bought this condo here, so we're right here in the heart of Waikiki. It's so crazy because I keep all all the YouTubers that come out here. I always miss them, especially like the recent uh, what was it the the Sonic Frontiers convention they had that at uh, they had that on Big Island, and I was supposed to be invited to it. But the person forgot to email me the invite. And then when I saw some of the creators here and some of the team here on Oahu walking around downtown uh, Waikiki, and I'm over here like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, we're doing this thing on Big Island. I'm like, what? You're just like <laughs> looking through the window, just Let me watching everybody. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but um, again, thank you, uh, Bannon, for taking the time to come on the show. And people, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like it, uh, sub to the channel if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening to it on any of the major podcasting outlets. You know, y'all know what to do: leave a rating, review, all that. So, if that being you don't said, do any of that, I will power bomb all of you individually. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're into yeah. being power bombed, then I won't do that. Hey, you know, people have their. Everybody got their different kinks. I'm not, I'm not here so. to kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that being said, we'll catch you guys. Oh, also, play River City Heroes too. Definitely yes. do that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Mahalo for your time for listening to this episode of the Casanova Podcast and One Podcast in Hawaii. If you found this episode to be incredibly enjoyable, informative, or if there's anything you gain from it or any insight or, you know, anything that's good that you really, really enjoy, make sure whatever platform you're listening to it on or if you're watching it, leave a comment if that's available on the platform, like it, share it around with someone you think would enjoy it, and give us some feedback because your feedback is exactly what we need to keep this show going and if you're wondering what are some ways that you could support the show we got various ways we've got patreon we have channel memberships over on youtube as well as subscribe star coffee and so much more links for everything will be in the description of the podcast so make sure you go check that out and with all that being said i hope you have an aloha rest of your day let them know that i'm next level i'm a whole new kind of guy at the top spot in case you forgot we the ones that got the black hot bullet got the shot